finishing third in today's IndyCar Classic at Circuit of the Americas. Mm -hmm. Joseph, we'll go ahead and start with you. You started seventh in, uh, in yesterday's qualifying session. I know you were a little bit frustrated with that start, but able to make up uh, a few positions today. What ultimately unfolded throughout the race that allowed you to finish on podium today? I just like to clarify that this is cider, okay? This that was is meant for Colton. They gave me Colton's drink, wow. and they gave Colton the real deal, you must love, you which must is very that. cool of Texas, okay? I love that. Um, yeah, no, we had a pretty good day. It's, uh, you know, I think that's about what we had, to be honest with you. We were a second, third-place car today. I didn't really do us any favors by qualifying seventh yesterday, and um, we just did what we could to march forward. We got a little bit of a break. You know, if we didn't get that yellow, we most likely would have finished fourth. I think we still would have battled with Colton till the end. Um, but, you know, fourth place is probably where we were going to be. So we picked up a couple extra spots on, on luck. Uh, but we'll take it. You know, that last year, honestly, that's, we didn't get that. We got the opposite end of this deal last year where we never got the yellows to fall our way. And we always got kind of unlucky. So I'm, I'm really happy with today. Um, guys did a great job. And I also just want to say congrats to Colton. He did a really phenomenal job today, drove well. His team did a great job, too. So um, those guys fully deserve the win. Ryan Hunter Ray started third and finished third. Ryan, we heard you mentioning that. You struggled with the car a little bit, that it was a really tricky race for you. Take us through your race and, and, and what was sort of going on that was leading to some of those struggles. But ultimately, a, a podium finish and not too bad the struggle. Yeah, considering where we were last weekend, um, you know, I was driving home early from the race, so... It's nice, to, uh, it's nice to get some good points here. And as you mentioned, just struggle with the balance of the car a bit. Um, anytime I, I got some grip in the front, it was loose and vice versa. So um, not sure why, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll try and analyze that and make, come back better next year. But all in all, good day on points. Um, as Joseph said, congratulations to Harding Steinbrenner and Colton. Colton did a great job. He's been quick ever since he hit the track here in the open test. So no surprise he was up there this weekend. But um, it's another thing to go ahead and seal the deal when you're out front. Um, did a great job. And uh, yeah, all in all, it's, it's good points that we'll take away from here. We'll open up for questions. Yes. John Harbron. Yep. John Harbron from New Mexico. John Harbron. Sorry. Hey, John. <laughs> it's on. <laughs> yeah, so you know who I am now. Um, so Joseph, on that final restart, you had about 120 seconds of push to pass, and Colton had about 43. What were you thinking? Did you think you might have had it? <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I knew we had a shot. Um, I was excited. I was like, man, we, you know, we'll see what we can do. But it just tur turned out that we didn't have enough. Um, we just simply weren't fast enough. His, uh, his Andretti, I mean, Harding Steinbrenner car was, was very fast. Uh, yeah, my apologies. Yeah, um, but, yeah, no, they were very quick today. And, um, you know, we just – simply just didn't have enough. I, I was trying to actually progress uh, through that stint and, and um, you know, see how I ended up towards the back end and see if he dropped off with tires. But he was just so good on cold uh, tires, which has really kind of been our nemesis, to be honest. Um, we're very good on looking after our tires, but we can't get going quite as quick as these guys. So that's uh, really what hurt us. He, he put a big gap on me there in that first lap and then just kind of maintained, and I, I couldn't close up. Just didn't have enough today. Kyle Magdi, ESPN Albuquerque, New Mexico Motorsports Report. Just, Joseph, just as a quick follow-up, were you lacking anything else there? I know John just mentioned about the push-to-pass seconds that you had. Yeah, we did a great job conserving there. You know, we were locked and loaded um, for, for a fight at the end, but, you know, obviously just couldn't do enough with it. Um, I don't think we lacked anything, you know, other than just getting up to speed quicker. You know, on cold tires, we're not as good. 
and just took us a while to get going. But um, I think if the if the caution didn't fall and it was more about tire deg in that last stint, I think I would have had a better fight with Colton. Um, but there with, you know, minimum laps and, and just getting going, it, I just didn't have the speed, to be honest. Ryan, you know, you've known his dad for quite a while. Um, you know, he's been part of the team. Colton's been one of your teammates with Indy Lights the last couple of years. When did you first kind of look at him and think that, you know, this kid's going to be something special? <laughs> it's funny, you know, at first sight, you're like, man, I wouldn't trust that guy with my Honda Civic. But, you know, he's, he's, he's really good. He's <laughs> He's, uh, he's very talented, um, extremely talented, um, and he's done a great job. Um, you know, to do that at 18, I put it in perspective, but I think back when I was 18, I thought a Barber Dodge Pro Series car was a big deal back then. You know, like that was a lot of horsepower. Like this is the big league, and he just uh, won an Indy car race, so pretty, pretty amazing stuff. I think that puts it in perspective, but um, um, yeah. He, you know, he's been hanging around um, racing for a while. Brian told me, you know, the stories that Brian would go away to races and and Colton's mom would, would uh, he, Brian would get the trailer ready, stick it in the driveway with the trailer hooked up, facing out because she never wanted to back it up or anything. And she would drive the two kids to the go-kart race while, while Brian was off racing IndyCar races. It's a pretty cool story. And, um, you know, it takes it takes a lot, especially when you consider Colton went to Europe just to, to, to kind of, I guess, learn on his own as joseph did but colton spent time over there when he was really young and uh kids growing up fast for sure joseph what series were you in at that age you know it's funny he uh, just to ryan's point he actually has he's done a very similar thing to what i did um a couple years earlier i think he went over at 16 or so um i was i was 17 18 <laughs> but uh <laughs> you love my hat don't you um i like that ryan took his off i think they look damn cool all right well, first off on. so I just you know these guys pay the bills here. um but colton so <laughs> i went over with the team usa scholarship that's a little different than what colton did but my first year in the uk was in the british formula ford championship and and colton went over to run uh what is it was it f4 yeah which is is very similar to what British Formula Ford was. British Formula Ford kind of went away, so it wasn't there anymore. It's either Formula MSA or Formula F4. So very similar series, but um, yeah, that UK training ground is, is really solid. So I think those years that Colton spent there um, was time well spent. You know, and then he came back to America, straight to lights, and then uh, obviously to IndyCar here. So um, it's a pretty good path. Stu Meyer from One Around the Horn in the Austin Radio Network. Uh, for both of you, was there something about, oh, there we go. Uh, was there something about the Coda track under race conditions that surprised you coming off the practice rounds and qualifying? And by the way, both of you look really good in the hats. Could we see you at Rodeo Austin later tonight? That would be fun. That w I've never been. That would be fun, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to go. Um, I don't know that we were going to show up tonight, but... Um Big fan. Yeah, I got a lot of paperwork tonight. But I, <laughs> <definitely> <laughs> I got to move no, some kidding. stuff. I'd love tonight, to be there. So uh, rodeos are fun. <laughs> yeah, we're fun. I've been to one, and yeah, we got a family in town, the kids, and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, sounds like a good time. The track was—I mean, it was good. It was—it was—it it was just. I don't think anybody really knew what it was going to come down to when it was tire degradation through a whole stint. So you're just kind of like, man, every every time you get that wheel spin out of a corner, every time you abuse the rears, you think, wow, I'm paying the paying the price. It's going to come back to me later. It's going to come back and get me later. So you just have to keep the, the tires under you. And um, Firestone obviously does such a great job with that. Um, 
no real surprises other than that. It's just very challenging with as little downforce as we're running, so people don't understand compared to Formula One just how we're dealing with a lot less downforce. And then when we get into that dirty air, when we have another car in front of us, um, running out front is a big deal for pace, absolutely. Other questions? Yes, Mary. I don't know how exciting it was from where your perspective was in the race, but you know, this seemed like a no-holds-bar race. You could drive your car wherever you wanted, and it was legal. There was some wheel-to-wheel -wheel contact here and there. What did you think about race control allowing you to do that? Uh, that's a fine line. I mean, uh, I think the positive is there's no interference, right, which is good. I think we like when race control has uh, less interference. Um, you know, the turn 19 thing, I think we, we need to look at for next year, see how we police that. But certainly the way they, I think, policed everything else was, I, I mean, for me, I didn't have a big problem with it. You know, just it seemed like uh, it was fair enough. You know, you got a lot of side by side. You had a place to go if you got knocked off. And you just kind of, you had to know in your mind that that's racing ground. And um, again, it just takes out that uh, equation where race control could get involved. And at the end of the day, sometimes that's a good thing. So, um, yeah. No, fine line good and bad but uh, overall I was okay with it yeah I agree with Joseph I mean um, we have to look at it next year but race control had had its hands tied on this because in the open test here there were hundreds of violations so you don't want to be watching a race and all of a sudden cars start peeling off the track and penalties from race control and you're like why oh well because he was an inch and a half too wide out of this corner I mean there's nothing you can do about it we just need to come back with a better solution next year but yeah I'll be happy not to see turn 19 again for a few weeks <laughs> Every time through there, it felt like I was rolling the dice. You? Dude, same. Yeah. It was like, I know I can make up a lot of time here, but I could also throw it off really yeah. easily. So. Like Rosenquist did, right? Yeah. Was that the same thing? Oh, is that what happened? Oh, I thought he just lost it. Was he coming in the pit when he got hit? Huh. Whoa. Both of them? That sounds terrible. Oh, I have to see that one. Oh, I got you. Hinge won the battle. Okay. I mean, clearly, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. You were foot, a foot off on line through there, and the car would just hit and fly. And, you know, next time through, it's perfectly smooth, and you feel like you did the same line. So Yeah, you're kind of rolling the dice a little bit. You know, yeah. you could gain a lot of time, and if you hit it perfect, the car was stable. But if you're just off by an inch here or there, you know, you could have a big moment. So, yeah, we'll, we'll look at it. I mean, we're, we've all talked about it, and we'll all try and find a solution for next year. Yeah, it was a wild ride through there for sure. It's enough rodeo for me for one day. <laughs> Joseph, you and uh, Colton obviously shared the European experience, but you also have something else in common. You both had Doug Zister as your uh -huh. lights engineer. Um, is there something about Doug? He's trained a lot of good young drivers. Is there something about Doug that just makes him better at, at producing IndyCar drivers? Yeah, Doug, you know, he's a real Zen master. Um, no, I'm just. I'm, Doug's a great dude. I, I didn't even, I forgot about that actually, that he worked with Doug. Um, I don't know if that, I really don't, I don't know if that, you know, translates to anything similar between us. Um, he's just a very solid engineer. You know, different teams. I was with um, Schmidt back then in Indy Lights, and, and obviously he ran with Andretti, so different environments. But um, Doug's a really great engineer, you know, very, very calm, very, uh, you know, very thorough. I think very patient which is good for a young driver. So that, those would be positives. Um, but then also, I, I mean, I would be lax to forget. I think actually I'm very happy for his current engineer, Nathan O'Rourke. You know, Nathan was my engineer when I was a rookie. 
So I guess we have a lot of similarities between Colton and me. I don't know how we've gotten the same engineers, the same path. Uh, he's won a race way earlier than me, so that's not good. But uh, the, uh, yeah, I'm really happy for Nathan is, I guess, what I wanted to say because, you know, he's a great engineer. He's been in this series for a long time, worked with a lot of guys, but um, he's just very solid. So I was, I was really happy for him at the end, too, to see him get a win. Joseph, on, on excuse me, Thursday you talked about the unknown that comes with IndyCar racing and a new track like this. Did it take you a couple laps today to kind of figure out the unknown, especially with turn 19? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, turn one was an unknown. Didn't know what we were going to get there. He tried to guess, try to look at other series and how they've raced there. But um, we seemed to get through just fine. Uh, I was actually really happy when we got through just the first turn, first lap. That was uh, pretty pleasing to me because that was the biggest unknown, in my opinion, of, you know, how's this going to go? Um, but there was a lot of racing room. Kind of goes back to no policing. I think that helped us get through there with no contact and worked out just fine for us. Uh, and then the race itself, I, it seemed like a pretty good battle. You know, at the end when we were flat chat, it was pretty tough to do anything, like Ryan said. Being out front was, was uh, you know, really the name of the game. But, you know, up to that point, I felt like you could kind of make moves with fuel mileage and pitting. So it seemed like you could, you know, have some action on track and, yeah, the turn 19 thing ended up not being too crazy. Um, so, yeah, unknowns, but seemed to be a typical IndyCar race to me. Hi, guys. Um, today, you, you two benefited from the timely caution flag. And it seems like every race, somebody gets cheated, so to speak, um, by, by having the pits closed. Uh, in today's case, the leaders got, got cheated. Um, do you think that's fair, or should the IndyCar implement a virtual safety car? With the new car coming up in a couple of years, should they implement a virtual safety car system in the name of fairness? I don't, I don't know. I've been dealing with the same problem for whatever it is, you know, 14 years driving here. I don't know. Uh, it's been the same thing. It's part of it, kind of. Um, you know, you stay out there too long, you leave yourself exposed. Um, safety, virtual safety car, we've talked about that, but there's some like problems with it at, at, at some of the street circuits, isn't there? No? I can't recollect. We've, we've had conversations about it, without a uh, doubt. There was some downside to doing that. Um, when you have yeah. a super tight street circuit and you have, you need to get trucks out like you had today. Well, you, you had to have trucks out. It was that pit entry, right? When you get safety trucks out, you've got to be careful in how you do that. and. There were, I forget the points that were brought up, but it had yeah, something to do yeah. with vehicles on track. And yeah, I mean, w it, believe me, we've vetted it a bit. It's not, it's not a case of not looking at it. Um, but it is, to Ryan's point, it's been a part of the game. You know, it's the same thing in qualifying, you know, to some degree. Like, you have to – it has to be built into your strategy that you know that this is a variable and, you know, you either push the risk or you minimize the risk. And it's part of the strategy. People people pit early to minimize the risk, or, or you go late and you know you're taking more of a gamble. Um, and the I, I guess the positive of it, even though it's terrible, I mean, last year for us, we got bit by it so many times. So I should hate it. I mean, Ryan's been bit by it a million times too. We should all hate it. But you can also benefit from it, like today. And um, at the same point, it does add quite a bit to the show. You know, it's not this processional thing. It can get mixed up really quick. And um, it depends on how you look at it. Some people look at that and say, well, that's not good because it's mixing it up artificially. Or you can say, no, it's great because it adds a lot of excitement. So it's kind of a, a tough line on that one as well.
Yeah, I think the most unfortunate thing is a casual fan comes to a race to watch it. Two cars are leading the race for half of it, three quarters of it. Yellow comes out, all of a sudden they're P13 and 14, and they're like, well, why, why are they back there? You know, what, what happened there? And it's hard to explain. I mean, I've got to explain it to some of my friends, and it's a bit, uh, bit tough to explain sometimes. Question to you, Ryan. You said earlier, just to understand the technical part a little bit better of IndyCar, um, if I can understand it correctly, there is a problem when you follow a dirty air, follow a car in front of you. Can you describe what's the behavior then of the car? How much different is the car then behind the dirty air? I look forward to this. <laughs> it's just, you just lose overall grip. Um, you know, that you rely on downforce for, for that grip, and once you've gone four or five laps past the tires, even on new tires, if you're following a car immediately behind, you just lose it. You lose that overall grip. You're sliding around, the car's moving, it's eating up more racetrack, you can't keep your foot on the throttle as much. It's, it's overall just worse. It doesn't brake as well, um, you know, it, and, and at the same time, you're, you're eating the life out of the tire, so it's tough. Um, been a problem with open wheel cars since I ever first sat in one, but yeah. Beautiful. Thanks, man. Um, what do you remember doing after your first victory, and what are you? What would you advise young Mr. Hearn to do tonight? <laughs> first win. Well, everybody Mine was in Surfers Paradise, Australia, so I had a really good time. But what about oh, you? Wow. <laughs> that is a good point. It depends on where you are. Where was your okay. first one? Uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not a bad place. No. It's beautiful in the United States of America. I mean, it's just fine. Um, I think everybody's different. I mean, for me, like, when I'm done with the race, the, I think about food. And I would like to eat, uh, preferably well, you know, if it's possible. And uh, you, you treat yourself to a nice meal, and then you get yourself uh, a nice uh, night of sleep, you know? But that's That sounds very, thrilling, man. You're a, a real very, rock star. It's a very boring <laughs> approach. Uh, and I realize that doesn't work for everybody. So it's, you know, it's very individualized. I think the best thing after a win is when you, the, the few races after you win that you get to spend time with your team, because oftentimes they fly out. But it's cool to spend the time with the guys and, and the team. That's what I had in Surfers. That was pretty cool, um, where we went out that night. You know, we ate food. We consumed. Um, we went to bed late. It was good fun. Um, but whenever you get to celebrate with your with your team, I think it's it's best. That's for sure. Yeah, that's a good point. That's probably the best advice for Colton is to spend it with his his boys there. Um, that's what you look forward to. Is you work all weekend. They put their hearts and souls into it, just like we do in the seat. And so to to celebrate together is always one of the coolest things. Yep. Both of you, I just wonder, um, you know, what your thoughts were after experiencing this week in Coda. There's been a lot of talk about coming here and what you both think about the future, the future of this race. It's a great addition to the calendar. Yeah. Look, we were all pumped to come here. You know, this is an easy sell. Uh, Austin, Texas, a lot of people like coming here regardless. It's a great market for us to come to. Yeah, it's a big, big market. So um, I think it's an awesome addition. You know, I, I hope everyone enjoyed the race today. I enjoyed it. I thought, you know, the whole weekend, the venue itself was, was really great. Uh, so we look forward to coming back for more, and hopefully the, you know, the, the fans enjoyed themselves. It seemed like throughout the weekend with all the fan access that people have, they really appreciated that from the IndyCar side. And that's what we do really well is putting on a good show and giving people great access. So we, we hope people appreciate that, and we can continue to do it in the future. 
Yep. Hopefully we're back for many years. Great, great venue. Um, great market. Love Austin. Love the place. The, the atmosphere here. You know, it's our first race here. So hopefully this is um, the start of something great. Any other questions for Joseph or Ryan? With Colton's uh, short run speed, did any of you, did you guys think maybe you were in trouble then when the re, when the caution came out there, knowing how fast he was on that short run? No, I thought it was going to be interesting because Joseph and I had a lot more overtake than him. So I think had we been able, you're not allowed to use overtake the first full lap. Well, a full lap around here is very long. So had we been able to spray it on that first lap, make him use it up, it might have been a little bit more interesting from there. But it is what it is. Um, you know him. He had that clean air out front. That combined with the fact that he's he's got, he's did a great job, well balanced race car. He's taking the advantage of it. Um, he was able to open up a gap on us. Um, so I, I don't think we felt like we were in trouble. It was it seemed like an opportunity for us really that we weren't able to capitalize on. Yeah, same. I felt same. Any last questions? gentlemen? Congratulations. Thank All right. You thank you. We continue with today's IndyCar Classic post-race press conference with our two winning team owners from Harding Steinbrenner Racing, Mike Harding and George Steinbrenner IV. Mike and George, congratulations, first of all. Comments from each of you of how excited you are for this victory. Such a, a young team, second race of the season and coming out successful. Well, we didn't expect it. Um, you know, we've been struggling a for a while and stuff, and we put together one hell of a crew. And our driver showed it today, so it was awesome. Yeah, uh, to Mike's point, it's uh, it's always real uh, when you when you have a dream and you chase it, and you never really know what the outcome's gonna gonna truly be like when it when it happens. And it was great. I mean, it, in the sport, it takes perfect ex execution and a little bit of luck. And our crew did everything perfectly to keep us in front of New Garden all day. And, and Colton, the same same thing. Uh, so we caught the little bit of luck in the yellow and, and then Colton executed from there and here we are. George, uh, you and Colton have such a, a close history together with your time in Indy Lights as well. Does it mean something a little extra special for you today to win with him? 100%. I mean, it, the whole reason I'm here when I, uh, at such a young age is, is because Colton and I looked at each other. We said, we, we have the same dream. Why not chase it together? And uh, we always would talk about what it would be like to win an IndyCar race together. And, and now that it happened, we we're, st we're still not really sure what it would be like because we, I don't think we've really processed it yet. So what's, what's the next goal after that? So now, you know, checklist, you, you want an IndyCar race together. What do you think that, that next stepping stone is? Uh, I think there's a pretty big race in May. And I think for us, that, that's the next big goal. That would be, that, that would be it. You know, I guess driver ever to win the Indy, Indy 500. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Mike, uh, from an organizational standpoint, from the top down, from the two of you to Team President Brian Barnhart to Vince Kramer and everybody that you have at that organization, uh, what does it mean to you to, to put those people in place and, uh, and see success so early? Well, each one of them has worked their butt off. And like I said, it's been a hard road, lack of sponsorship and stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's awesome. I mean, I'm so happy for everyone. Um, we put together our, our, crew, our crew at the last minute and look at the pit stop that these guys did today. It's awesome. So I couldn't be more proud.
Absolutely. So. Questions? Yes, Jerry. Jerry Jordan, kicking the charge time net. George, your name iconic in, in other areas, but how's it feel to be starting from <coughs> legacy? Uh, you know, here with this team with this win, and and you yourself being as, as young as you guys are. For me, it was it was always just about. I, I grew up with two passions, baseball and racing, and I, and I thought my family had one pretty well covered, so uh, might as well go and, and chase another one. And I got to do it with Colton, and, and now partnering with Mike and, and putting this crew together, and and the hard work that they put in. To Mike's point, uh, starting in the off season and, and getting us to the test in Coda, and and once we showed that we had the pace there, um, it was it was all hands on deck fire under fire underneath all of us to we know we got what it takes so it's about making it happen uh, a question for both of you um, during the TV commentary it was mentioned by the commentator uh, first of all congratulations it was mentioned by the commentator that you have a corporation with Andretti Autosport can you go more in details what kind of corporation the supply engineers technical advice how is the corporation looking uh, so so I can answer that um, so Andretti Technologies, as a company, has, has come on board to su supply support uh, for us on a technical partnership, uh, much like the uh, you see elsewhere in in the paddock. But to to, to have Andretti Technologies on board is, it, I mean, it, it it speaks volume to to where we're at now and the fact that we're we're all, all three of us sitting up here and they have a lot to do with that. We'll take a quick pause in questions to introduce our eCar Classic race winner Colton Herta driving the number 88 Harding Steinbrenner Racing Honda. As we mentioned many times today, the youngest winner in IndyCar history at 18 years, 11 months, and 25 days. Colton, we've heard you say it a couple of times, we've all been watching the TVs and, and listening to your, your post-race quotes, but tell us again just how exciting it is for you to, to become not only the youngest winner, but just a winner in general. Oh man, yeah. Just to, to be up with the names that the people that have, uh, have, have won this race, I'm going to live and die a uh, IndyCar winner, which is spectacular in itself. But um, yeah, to break the record of, of the young age and, and you know to be standing up here, it, it kind of feels surreal. Can you take us through the race specifically, uh, moments that, that stood out to you that you felt, obviously the, the late caution uh, helped a lot of people, but um, things that happened in the race that felt like this might be the race where, where it happens, where you got your first win? Um, I didn't think it was going to happen in this race. It seemed like Will and, and Rossi had a bit of a pace advantage on us, really. So I think, you know, the max we were going to get was third without the caution. But the caution came out, and, and we really were, I think, third best. But on the restart, we kind of showed that we're, we were quick. And, uh, yeah, we kind of sprinted off. I know we got the uh, the quickest lap on that first lap, which was uh, pretty crazy to to uh, yeah, have the tires up to temp and uh, everything ready for that. And as we mentioned, Colton Herta completes an All-American podium for the IndyCar Classic. Actually, a one-two-three-four finish for Americans in this race. Bruce, one for Colton, one for George. Um, your dad's been a tremendous supporter. Very. No, I, I just got to see him for a quick second, so uh, yeah, I'm sure he was pretty happy about it. Um, I, I only saw him for a split second, though, and uh, yeah, I was kind of hounded by people, so uh, I'll get to see him in a little bit when I get to go back to the, uh, to the trailer. And for George, uh, we all know your family background, but I, I kind of think one of the uh, 
key figures in your helping you get here is, is Sean. And how big a role has Sean played and how much do you give him for helping you get to this? Because he kind of helped tell you the ins and the outs of what it's going to take to become a team. Yeah, and, and to elaborate a little more on what Bruce is saying, he's, uh, he's uh, referring to my stepfather, Sean Jones. Uh, it's been a huge inspiration for me. I mean, he's, he's lived a life in motorsports and, and he's lived a life in business. So uh, I, have, I, have and I have had and still have a lot to learn from him. Uh, and he's one of the many mentors that I've been fortunate enough to have in this paddock and sort of teaching me the ins and outs and, and uh, getting me ready to to go in IndyCar. And, and obviously all of them are Michael Andretti, Brian Herta, Mike Harding, uh, J.F. Thorman, Rob Edwards, uh, and Sean, of course. Uh, once I started in Indy Lights, those guys really took me uh, under their wing and and really helped me get to where I am now. Jordan kicking the tires that net. Um, Colton, for you, I don't know if you're aware of this, uh, the track renamed their Twitter account Colton of the Americas uh, after your win today. When do, you, when do you think it'll sink in for you about this win uh, and, and you'll get to uh, you know, enjoy what this was, the IndyCar Classic here at Austin, the first time ever at this track? I got no clue. You know, I I've been bit by the bug now. I think like one race win isn't enough. I want to go for another one in Barber now and just, just want to get there and drive again. But um, yeah, really good job by everybody. The, the boys did a really good job on the stops, faultless the whole, the whole day, and, and Honda did a good job getting the engine back in. And So yeah, everybody did a good job. George did a good job. Good job, George. Mike did a good job. Good job, Mike. And uh, yeah, everybody did a good job. <coughs> Joey? Could you just talk about how your your ownership in Indy Lights really helped prepare you for being an IndyCar team owner? Um, I think, uh, and I'll, I'll honestly, I'll start my uh, my uh, I'll start at the beginning of the journey uh, when I when I interned at Brian Herter Rally Sport for the 2016 season for sort of the learning the top to bottom of of how race. Uh, race team operates week uh, during the week and during the weekend and and everything and and then when uh, Colton and I decided that we'd start this crazy journey together uh, in Indy Lights, par getting able to p being able to partner with Andretti Autosport in Indy Lights was huge. I mean they they're a button down organization. They do everything right and and to be able to learn from the folks there was was a huge jump start to to it's the perfect jump start I could have hoped for for an, for a IndyCar ownership career. Mark Cipollone, Auto Racing One. Our first question for Colton. Um, before that last restart, restart um, how confident were you that you could hold off Newgarden and Hunter Ray given they had a lot more push to pass than you did? Yeah, not super confident at all, to be honest. Uh, I wasn't kind of, uh, I was kind of looking at it, you know, they might get by me. I, I hope I could still salvage a podium. Um, another big thing was I've never done a restart on cold tires. Uh, that were reds in St. Pete. I only did my restarts on the blacks. Um, but yeah, it kind of felt a little natural. You know, it, the tires came up the temp really quickly and it wasn't really that big of a problem. I got a really good jump out of the last corner. I think New Garden got a little bit of a wheel spin and then, yeah, it was off to the races for me. And uh, yeah, pulled out the gap, kind of got it to where I wanted um, and, and tried to hold it there and save my push to pass just in case a caution came out at the end. And the uh, second question for Mike and George, 
you were going to have a second car <coughs> for part of the season uh, with a ward, and that kind of fell apart. Um, is the plan still to go to a, two, to a two car team at some point? And if so, would that be this year or next year? Uh, this year, we're just going to stick with the one car team. Uh, next year, maybe a two car team. We haven't got that far yet. So, you know, obviously the sponsorship's been hard. So, we got some good things happening today. So, we'll see what we can do. Maybe, maybe the Yankees will sponsor the car. Yeah. Hey, I hope. Yeah. So. Nope. <laughs> but none of this would be pop been possible without Michael Andretti. So I'd like to say thanks to Michael and his team. So, you know, he elevated elevated us up to the top real quick. So if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be here. So. Um, Colton, when you pulled into the winner's circle and you tried to take the steering wheel off, it looked like you're having a little trouble. Were you just exhausted? And just what was this race like to be out there such a long track with all those turns? Um, I was a little exhausted. I w it wasn't terrible. I was definitely more worn out after St. Pete, but uh, I don't know what happened. My steering wheel just got stuck and I couldn't pull it. Maybe my frail little fingers couldn't get there, but uh, um, yeah, this race is, it was tough when you put first put on new tires and you're going through the S's, especially when the rubber was down on the last, on the last set, we put on new reds and uh, yeah. It was uh it, it wasn't super physical because we had these long straights and it was it was pretty cool in temperature. Um, unlike St. Pete where you're constantly turning, fighting the car and then it was obviously, you know, whatever eighty five with eighty percent humidity, so it was extremely hot. Um, but yeah, yeah. I it, it was cool to win here. You know, first race at Cirque of the Americas and, and youngest to do that was, was spectacular and I think a thing that'll Look, uh, look back onto for uh, forever and however long my, my racing career is. Question for Colton. My name is Colton Mendoza from the Mañana de Reynosa, the Friends of San Antonio. Colton, I have followed your, your career and I've also followed your father. My name is Michelle Jordan and Edwin uh, Fernandez and so forth. But, uh, I, my question is a little more in the technical aspect. Why have you done differently? Because it seems like you have to step up your driving skill from your Indy lights racing. What, what have you done differently in the last four months to prepare you for this win? That for me, you, you were in, in your shoes, seemed like you're winning at the, the tier championship, winning this race. And I leave all the congratulations to the team, to the owner, and to George. I mean, it's very Thank impressive. You. Very, Thank very, you. very impressive. Um, yeah, I don't. I haven't really changed my driving style at all. Um, the Indy Lights car is quite a bit different with the stiffer tire that Cooper has. Obviously, their tires are meant to last for a 45 to an hour long race, whereas we last for you know 20 to 30 minutes. Um, so we obviously have a softer tire than they do. It's it's made to produce grip for a lot shorter of a time and produce a lot more grip. So it's obviously a really big different driving style. Um, and so I, I don't know, I think maybe maybe my driving style just suits the IndyCar more than it did the lights car or, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just woke up one day and just hit myself on the head and learned how to drive. Chris? Chris Bills from the Austin American Statesman. Colton, uh, you know, first race here uh, to come away a winner, but also you've done so well here at spring training. and. Uh, is there anything about this track that really fits your eye? And also, what's it like <coughs> to have your name associated with this place, being the first IndyCar winner here? It's 
pretty sweet. Um, this is this is a wicked place, and I think um, it, it kind of helps that it's low grip. I think I, I kind of thrive a little bit more in low grip situations with a loose car, um, and that's kind of what you need here to get through the S's fast. I know a lot of the guys that were struggling um, had a lot of understeer in the S's, couldn't quite get the one lap balance down, but uh, yeah, you got to be able to kind of drive a loose car. Obviously, the, the grip level of the track didn't change much for some reason. I think the asphalt doesn't take rubber. Um, it kind of just puts it down on top of the track and kind of shuffles it off. So um, the lap times actually didn't really change that much throughout the weekend. If you look at other weekends, how big of a time difference there is. But um, yeah, I guess to go back on it, it's just being being able to drive a loose car here, I think, is, is the key. And, and being able to hold on to it for, for a, a stint is uh, the tough thing. Uh, Colton, I don't know if you were in here yet, but George was asked what it was, how much it meant to him to have won on that first race without, uh, first race with you. And I was wondering how much it means to you that you guys kind of set out on this journey together to win your first race with, with George. Yeah, it's super cool. Obviously, I've been friends with George since I was uh, 12 years old. He actually came to skip our race at Lime Rock, and that's where we first met. Um, and that was my first year in racing cars. Um, I went over to Europe, came back. Uh, we partnered up in, in a crazy idea that we, we thought we could go IndyCar racing someday. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was it was spectacular. spectacular, And to have him with me along the ride, it means so much. Obviously, he's done really good things, both him and Mike, to turn the program around in the offseason like they did and, and start pushing results in right away. It's very impressive, and I don't think I've ever seen that before in, with any team. So, uh, yeah, really impressive for them. Colton, uh, Joseph said on the podium there was a mix-up. He got the cider, you got the champagne. Yeah. Uh, what did you do? I'm feeling did you switch it. Switch back. You feeling it? Did you drink it? Did you switch back? What did you do? No, I didn't switch back. I kept the champagne. I don't know what happened though. We're all looking at. I I I took a swig and I was like, wait, this is real. And he's like, no, it's not. Mine's fake. And then we're like, oh, yeah. But he kind of switched it up. That's why it smelled like this. Yeah. Cops are at the door. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, no, I, I never really did. I, I always had a passion for, for motorsport. Never myself got behind the wheel uh, of a go-kart or anything at a really young age. Um, by the time I started coming around to IndyCar races all the time, you know, the, the people I looked up to, uh, coming from the family I do, uh, were the, the Michael Andretti's, the Roger Penske's, the Chip Ganassi's, the, the Brian Hurtis. So uh, for me, uh, I'd figured out pretty quickly that I wanted to, if I were ever to get involved in motorsport like I wanted to, uh, it would be uh, on a management or, or more on the, on the non-driving side of things. Uh, yeah. Uh, Trey Campbell here with the Sports Map Houston. First and foremost, Colton. Congratulations and thanks for the uh, shirt compliment earlier today. That really made my day. I appreciate that. But uh, on that last run, how much did the push to pass make a difference for getting away from uh, Newgarden and Ryan Hunter Ray? Um, not much because I think well they had I had 35 seconds and they had 120 seconds at the end. I don't know how much Ryan had. I know that's what Joseph had. But um, so yeah, actually I think it was just down to. 
what the car setup was like and, and what we were able to do on cold tires and, and kind of push it right away. Um, I don't think it was really down to push the pass in the end. But, uh, yeah, I, I was kind of confused because Joseph only used about 26 seconds of his push to pass. And he said he was waiting for me to burn up my tires, but uh, tires stayed the whole time. So, uh, yeah. Last question from Bruce. One for Colton and uh, one for two team owners. Colton, the style of racing out there was pretty, looked like a lot of fun. You guys were getting into it, banging off each other. You know, there was a lot of aggression out there, maybe not at the front of the field, but certainly behind power there was plenty of it. How much fun was it to drive on this course today in an Indy car? Oh, it's so much fun. It's especially fun when you get to drive up front uh, with the leaders, and this is the first time I've done it, so it's kind of it's kind of cool to see, you know, guys that I kind of looked up to. I, I got to pass Dixon on the first lap, got to pass Ryan on the first lap, and I was hanging in there with Will, ran him down in the second stint, and so yeah, yeah, it was it was really cool, and and this place is super cool in an Indy car, you know, the high speed stuff. It's uh, pretty spectacular, and. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how the race was. I hope it was a good race. I didn't get to watch it, unfortunately. <laughs> it was awesome. And for Mike and George, um, Art St. Cyr of Honda really kind of increased his capacity in order to bring you guys on as a Honda team. And how today was his last race at HPD as HPD president. The fact that he kind of showed a lot of... Uh, a lot of confidence in what your team can do. How important was that? And how special is it that your first win is his last at HPD? Um, it's really special. Uh, you know, we had a tough engine manufacturer decision to make over the off season, and and uh, at the when we were at the end of the line, we we chose Honda for for a couple of different factors. But uh, I had I was I had had a history with with Honda being involved with Andretti being in. Uh, involved with Brian Herta before so uh, I knew some of the peop the folks at the uh, administration over at Honda and HPD and and uh, it was sort of a comfort level for me to be able to 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 call that ho call Honda home and uh, you know to do it in Art's last race uh, for us to be able to to bring him a win when he and the rest of HPD had so much confidence in us uh, it was it's it was really special Congratulations again. We will see you in Birmingham. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you will.